0: The cat sat Nation, Welcome to the Dodgers Nation Game show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at dmac_la. underscore LA. And thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers get the big road win over the Chicago Cubs. They get back to 500. The James Outman game. Outman is outstanding. And he had a game for the ages. Two home runs. The outfield assist there to get a run, prevent a run for Mancini there. And then also the grand slam. The go-ahead grand salami there in the ninth inning. We have so much to get into. Mookie Betts playing shortstop at the professional level for the first time since 2012. Mookie hasn't played shortstop at the professional level since he did for Low A Lowell on 7-6-12 against the Auburn Double Days, And he made a fantastic 6-3 double play to really help this Dodgers team. And how about a big shout out, big credit to that Dodgers bullpen. That Dodgers bullpen was fantastic tonight. Michael Grove, he leaves the game early due to a groin strain, and that bullpen was outstanding. Six innings of scoreless ball, no earned runs, five Ks. They allowed just one hit. How about Bruisedar Gratterall at the end, making light work. Seven pitches for the bazooka. It was a great game. To me, this was the most complete win of the year for the Dodgers. A road game, a gritty win. You're out some guys. You lose your pitcher and Michael Grove, your starter, the bullpen has to step up. They definitely live by the long ball tonight. Of course, you got another home run by Max Muncy, but James Altman, he accounts for five of the Dodgers' six runs tonight. Like I said, that outfield assist his the fourth for him for the year in the fifth inning that kept Mancini from scoring. That was such a massive play, and I'm telling you, James Altman, he is that man. You can't get him out, man, and we're going to talk about him tonight because he was fantastic, but also so Miguel Vargas, I thought he had a better night. Talk about Mookie, talk about David Peralta, talk about this bullpen. Justin Brule, I think he deserves some mention too. But first and foremost, let me know where you're rocking with us. Give me those cities down below. Where are you representing Dodgers Nation? And if this is your first time to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that smash that like button because like i said this is your show i'm just hosting and as always i'm looking for that dodgers nation comet of the night presented by ornitos And if i see that you're going to see one of these you win and if i also see a fire take any hot takes you're going to see one of these fire take I'm looking for that Dodger dog of the night. I think this is going to be an easy one. But remember, the Dodger dog of the night isn't always the player of the game. It's the Dodger that shows the most dog. You're going to see one of these. Dodger dog (laughs) of the game. If you say anything out of pocket, I usually will laugh, and I'll give you one of these. Bruh but let's get right into that comment section because we have so much to break down the Dodgers they get a much needed road win how about the base stealing today we saw the Dodgers active on the base pass I thought this team they went out there and they got a big road character building galvanizing win out there on the shoulders of James Altman Altman is outstanding like I said he was fantastic that go-ahead grand slam in the top of the ninth and how about that 10 pitch at bat from Jason Hayward to continue to extend that inning and we have- there's so much to get into, but the Dodgers, they are back at 500 at 10 and 10. But let's get to those comments. Thanks for rock with us, guys. Go Yachty. I think it's safe to say Outman got that dog in him. So you want him? Yeah, you, you want Outman as your dog? Your dog, dog out. of you dog Luke Williams contributed. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Luke Williams. I mean, it's nice to see him get some opportunities, make the most of it. And he does get a base hit today. He goes one for two. Did have a strikeout. But, yeah, it's nice to see him get his first hit, his first uh his first hit as a Dodger, so that definitely is promising. And look, the Dodgers, we're going to talk about it. We're going to have this discussion. We're going to reopen it because we've been talking about it for the last couple of days now. Mookie Betts at this shortstop position. What that does for this team, you got a little bit of a log jam. You do have a little surplus of depth in the outfield, if you want to call it that. And if he can play shortstop at even a league average level and maintain what he does at the plate, I mean, how about Mookie Betts? This man can do it all. He can dunk a basketball. He can run route like he's an NFL receiver. He can solve a Rubik's Cube in less than 10 minutes. He can probably cook. I mean, this guy, there's nothing he can't do. And for him to come out cold off the bench, congratulations on baby number two, by the way, to the Betts family. Comes off the bench, gets a single, has that big, 6-3 double play there in his first big league put out as a shortstop. I mean, such a memorable game today. we go. Keep Outman at leadoff. That's from Brady Horn over on YouTube. We'll talk about that for sure. Got some thoughts on that because, look, if you look at James Outman's numbers, I mean, he is phenomenal for this team. I mean, if you look at his numbers, he's second on the team with a 1,042 OPS trailing just Max Muncie, sitting 290, slugging 645, five home runs, three triples, one double, clutch base hit. Hits. also if you look at that on base percentage, a four a 397 on base percentage for James Altman. That's five points higher than Mookie bet. So hey, in the in the words of Charles Barkley, we're gonna start a dialogue on James Altman hitting leadoff. And if you guys have watched this show for quite some time, I have been an advocate of moving Mookie down in the order. I've been the strongest, the loudest voice on that, just screaming from the mountaintops, and that's because Mookie, he has his speed has gone down a little bit. Also, also, as a run producer, you're seeing what he's capable of. But uh, yeah, let's jump back into that comment section, guys. Here we go. We got that's why we let Belly go, Dougie. Outman is the real deal, brother. That's from David over on YouTube. Look, you got to give, got to give Cody Bellinger some credit too. He hit that leadoff home run. And by the way, why are Dodgers pitchers just giving cookies to Cody? Giving him four-seam fastballs right in his nitro zone, belt high, middle, middle, center cut. I mean, that's where he likes them. And those are pitches that he can catch up with. But how about Cody Bellinger, Mr. Belly on 420, celebrating with a 420 foot blast to center? I mean, you could have scripted that any better, Cody Bellinger. But thank God Albin gave up on football, Mr. Seabat. Yeah, he was a conference player of the year, 93 tackles, was a promising linebacker. But yeah, I mean, if you guys have seen some of the videos I've done on James Albin, the interview I did with him during the offseason this is a guy that puts in the work i remember talking to his dad at one point talking about just his ruthless tireless work ethic i mean christmas day he even got in a big lift in. so this guy wants it and he's seeing the results and we got keep Moody. if you guys let's pose that question right now let's pose that question do you want to see james Alman at the leadoff spot because heading into today I mean, he was 4 12 at one point and you're seeing what he brings because he brings a combination of power and speed i mean you're talking about a guy who's the 25th fastest player in all of major league baseball. You're talking about a guy who's in the 92nd percentile in sprint speed and you compare that to Mookie Betts. Mookie's under league average. He's around 44, the 44 or 45th 44 percentile in sprint speed. So, yeah, it's an interesting conversation I think ultimately if Mookie is going to look, and Mookie Mookie during the spring training run, he kind of mentioned that it is not the end-all be-all for him to be at, at leadoff. He doesn't have to hit leadoff anymore. He doesn't insist on it like he did back in 2020 when they start him in the two hole and even saw Max Muncy leading off, and then they move him to that leadoff spot, and the Dodgers really took off and caught fire, and they went on to win the World Series. So, yeah, I wouldn't have an issue with it, but also, too, you have to consider what that does to the middle to the bottom of that lineup, and that has been one of the big issues for this team. Yesterday, they go 0-for-13 in or the night before over 13 yesterday. They struggled with their bottom of the lineup tonight, though. You got some key contributions tonight. The Dodgers, the bottom of that lineup, David Peralta goes two for three, Miguel Vargas goes two for four, Luke Williams, one for three, Austin Barnes. He struggled. He ended to a double play. He's hitting zero. He's hitting 40 this year. So he's definitely struggled, but yeah, it's an interesting thought, but let's jump back in the comment section. We're going to break this one down because what a win for your Los Angeles Dodgers. We get back to 500 Mookie bets, playing Shortstop. I mean, this could open some things up for the Dodgers. And, hey, what did my man Plato say about 10 billion years ago, right? Necessity is the mother of invention. And the reality is this Dodgers team, they have been decimated by injuries up the middle. Gavin Lux. They lose him on a season-ending knee injury. Tears ACL. He had damage to his LCL. And then Miguel Rojas. He's been banged up to start this year. He's dealt hamstring injuries. He's dealt groin injuries. Chris Taylor. He's supposed to be the Chris Army night. Play a little outfield. Play a little infield. He's dealing with that oblique injury. So yeah, there's really not that many names on the trade market right now that are realistic options at this point in the season. And if Mookie Betts goes to Dave Roberts and says, hey, I'm confident I can play this position and also be the contributor that I am, be one of the heads of the spear on offense. I think it's something that they should strongly consider because this offense, they have been – Really depleted. I mean, they've struggled all season long. I mean, look at this Cubs team before that grand slam. You're talking about the possibility of scoring two runs per game against this Cubs team on the season. So, look, I'm a, I believe, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in the old adage of you put your best eight, you put your best nine guys on the field. And right now, if you look at it from an offensive standpoint, it does make some sense. Now, Dave Roberts, he tiptoed around the idea, and he basically said that really it's just he's a third stringer, and if guys are healthy, he's not going to be the starting shortstop but I think if you see this offense struggle, if you see a lack of production from Miguel Rojas, who really hasn't been able to give them much of anything at the plate to start this year, if you see that, then I think that maybe you see, maybe it's under strong consideration, because really, Tim Anderson and Willie Adames, names like that, that is not going to be imminent. If a name like that comes up and a trade like that gets pulled off by Andrew Friedman, and they pull the trigger on that, that's going to be closer to the deadline in the middle of the summer and this Dodger team, they're hovering around 500. You got a tough schedule coming up with tough road games, tough road series. You got the Rays, you got the Braves, you got the Padres. You got some, you got the Cardinals at home. I mean, I think it's something that you do want to consider at this point if you're the Dodgers. Now the cons are definitely there is the wear and tear, there is the injury risks that come along with it. But yeah, let me get your thoughts on Mookie at shortstop. We're going to continue to break down this game. Like I said, give the bullpen a lot of credit in this one. Six innings of one hit ball, no earned runs. The only hit they got was the Horner single off uh, Bigford there in the fourth inning. But let's jump back into the comments section. Extend Outman until 2032. That's what I said. That's what I tweet out. I said, hey, give Outman the lifetime contract. We know if he was on the Braves, that would have been done yesterday. But I think it's safe to say Outman got that dog. And that's from Goat Yachty. We got from 559. What's up, D Mac? What's up, Michael, over on YouTube? We got Bethany Ring from the 805. We got Aliciava Jones over on YouTube rocking with those guys. By the way, if you haven't yet, be sure to smash that like button for your Los Angeles Dodgers who get back to 10 and 10, a a gritty, a gutsy win for the Dodgers. Like I said, let's let's jump to that let's jump to that bottom of the ninth the top of the ninth inning for the Dodgers and what they were able to do there because It will get overlooked, but how about Jason Hayward making his return to Wrigley and him gutting out that big 10-pitch at bat to draw that 10-pitch walk? I think for Jason Hayward, a guy that he struggled at times to get his bat on the ball, he's been overmatched by high velocity at times. For him to go up there and put up a, a great at-bat and really keep this rally going, I thought was just so massive for his confidence. Just great to see such a team player. And James Altman, he told me during spring training that he has really enjoyed playing with Jason Hayward. It does feel like he has taken him under his wing, and he's learned a lot from him. So we got Amarillo, Texas, Billy Nutt over on Facebook. Joe Bennett, Muncie is on fire. Yeah, Muncie, he continues to produce. He continues to really change just the whole narrative of him overnight. And he even said that, yeah, I mean, what this step back does is it puts him in a much better position to get the bat speed, get the bat plane where it needs to be. Uh, engage his lower half. Give himself to the ball. And it's also a confidence thing, too. I heard Max Muncy on Dave Vasay show talking about when you start the season like he did with that Platinum sombrero, the five strikeouts, that does start to wear on your confidence. So he knows with this move, the bounce that it gives him, the approach that it gives him, and the basically better results that it produces is the fact that he can go to this way needs it. That's definitely going to bode well and Max Muncy, he has definitely been, like I always say, he's the barbecue sauce on this team. I mean, he is a guy that when he produces, he takes this team to a whole nother level because you're getting consistent slug and also a guy that can get on base. And Max Muncy he's currently the team leader with a 1,057 OPS. And tonight, Muncy, he hits his eighth home run of the year. That's tied for the league lead. Jumping to the top of the second inning, 0-1 pitch. Max Muncy crushes a solo bomb to lead off the second. His eighth of the year, tied for the league lead. That put the Dodgers up one to nothing. And you're talking about his eighth home run on April 20th. Last season. Max Muncy didn't hit his eighth home run until July 5th. Okay, so this is a guy that's having a much better year. He's not dealing with that UCL. He's fully healthy once again. And you're seeing a guy who is one of the hardest workers in all of Major League Baseball get back to the slugger he was back in 2021. And yeah, to get back to your point, he is absolutely scorching hot right now. His last seven games, the Funky Muncy, six for 19 with a 1325 OPS three home runs, three RBIs, six strikeouts, nine walks. So nine walks in that stretch. Really one of the hottest hitters in the game right now. He's slugging 789. So that puts the Dodgers up early with a 1-0 lead. After that, Trace Thompson. We we always got to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Trace Thompson tonight he goes over 4 with two strikeouts and he's a guy that just continues to struggle of late I mean since that three home run game this his numbers just don't look the same so yeah I mean he's a guy that continues to struggle he was uh, he was in a big trace thompson had a big opportunity there late in the game where he was able to where he 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 got a big opportunity there which inning was it i think it was the fourth yeah where yeah there you go so yeah trey thompson's a guy definitely definitely needs to really pick it up offensively because look i mean if they're going to mix it up with this outfield you want to start to see him get some more consistent results out there and just wasn't another good night at the plate for him i mean you look at i mean flies out to center in the third inning later in the game he had a big opportunity i'm trying to find the inning yeah i mean yeah, it was, Yeah, so the top of the eighth inning, he was in a big spot there. Outman uh, flied to left for the first out. Freeman drew a one-out walk on five pitches. Martinez took that automatic strike, then struck out on three pitches for the second out. And then Freeman, he steals second and was safe at third on a throwing error by Barnhart. So nice to see this Dodger team being aggressive on the base pass. And then Muncie... He's intentionally walked. They want nothing to do with Max Muncy, and then he steals second, and the Dodgers had runners on second and third with two outs and Trace Thompson at the plate. He falls behind the count 0-2, takes a ball, then fouls off a few pitches, Slider down the way, heater up and in, and then on the sixth pitch of the at-bat, he flies to left to end the threat. So a little on the end of the bat. So that was definitely an opportunity there for Trace Thompson. He wasn't able to capitalize. And, yeah, that swing's looking long. You're not seeing a lot of barrels. You're seeing the swing and miss right now. But, yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on Trace Thompson? But we have to talk about the rest of the game, too. We'll talk about Michael Grove because he didn't look great in this one, too. But uh, let's jump back into that comment section and get your thoughts on tonight's game Give me those fire takes, guys. Uh, Mookie might be a good number 3 hitter. That's from Swelling Sausage. Yeah, you're talking about a guy who had a career low on base percentage last year, still above average, around 340, but the slug was way up, 35 home runs. Early on this season, you haven't seen Mookie as aggressive on first pitches like we saw last season, and I think you'll start to see him change his approach a little bit and try to go deep on first pitches like he was towards the back half of last year. So, yeah, I mean, Mookie talked about that last season, how. Fred Brady Freeman basically went up to him and said, yeah, you'd be a little more aggressive on that first pitch, and it paid dividends, and he hits a career high with 35 home runs. So I expect Mookie to be a little more aggressive at the plate, and you'll start to see the slug pick up for Mookie Betts. But a big night for Vargas and Peralta, too. Two hit nights for both. That is from Brady Horton. Yeah, like I said, I saw the Internet. I saw everyone doing what they always do. Anytime someone's slumping, what happens Who's the next guy up? It's the backup quarterback mentality. You always think the backup quarterback is going to have more success. What I say, I said, if you look at Miguel Vargas's numbers, if you look at his BABIP sitting at 250, if you look at his expected average, expected batting average, his expected slug, this is a guy that was due for some positive regression to the mean. It's just a matter of him having more experience against big league spin and just getting his bat on the ball. And I think the results are going to come. And tonight was a good night for Miguel Vargas, who's still trying to get back up to 100%. You're seeing a little hesitation in his swing, in his swing, the batting. The bat speed is not where it was last year, even during spring training at certain times so yeah I think for Miguel Vargas I think it was a big confidence builder for him I mean just look at the top of the ninth inning Peralta like you mentioned he had two hits tonight he gets that single to right early in the game I thought it was kind of a a little bit of a reckless play by David Peralta at the top of the fourth when he gets thrown out at second trying to stretch that single into a double that ball went off the glove of Horner at second I think that was a little reckless but he more than makes up for it there in that top of the ninth inning with that leadoff single and then you get Miguel Vargas. He hits a single to right, back-to-back singles for the Dodgers to really set the tone and get things going. And I like the aggressiveness there from Miguel Vargas. It was a cutter on the outer half, left a little in, and he just went out there, put his bat on it, and he got a base hit out of it. So definitely a positive sign for Miguel Vargas. Then after that, bets he flies to center, Peralta he advances to third and how about that 10 pitch at bat for Jason Hayward that had to have felt good for a guy that got released by this Cubs team the Cubs thank you very much are paying him almost 22 million dollars to be on the Dodgers this season they're footing the bill while he mentors the great James Altman in LA and he put together a fantastic at bat I mean He falls behind the count one and two fouls off a changeup, takes the changeup away for ball two and then a cutter inside for ball three fouls off a changeup fouls off a changeup middle. And then he uh, takes a sinker inside for ball four. So a great at bat there for Jason Hayward, a patient approach worked his way back from that one, two count and, that loads the bases with one out for James Altman and then a 3 2 pitch. He crushes the Grand Slam for his second homer of the night fifth of the year and that puts the Dodgers up six to two James you can't get him out man but let's jump back into the comment section and we're going to continue to break this one down give me your Dodger dog of the night any fire takes you have any hot takes you have about your Dodgers that is what I'm looking for you're going to see hi there from Cedar City Utah that's from cold dude 21 Nick Leva Outman fitted for rookie of the year bling now that's from Nick Leva. yeah look you guys know I'm not the biggest victor Three lap guy. But even before Gavin Lux was injured, and that kind of opened things up, it opened up an opportunity for James Altman. I looked at this camera, uh, Blue Heaven, whatever show I was on, uh, some dugouts, and I said, I still believe when you look at the potential, when you consider the fact that he has raked at every single level, that he deserved the opportunity to be the Dodgers starting center fielder. That was over Trace Thompson, that was over Jason Hayward, that was over Chris Taylor. I was the president of the James Altman fan club, the conductor of the James Altman train, the bandwagon of the Altmaniacs, and you had people out there saying, oh, we has some options out there. Maybe you start him in AAA, then you bring him up. I said, no, what must be done eventually should be done immediately. And giving James Altman this opportunity has been exactly what this Dodgers team needs. You get an absolute influx of young talent. You have a guy that has that quick twitch. He's got that short, compact stroke from the left side, can hit for power, can impact the game defensively. I mean, his outfield assist gives me justice that he had to get Mancini there in the fifth inning that was just as exciting as some of his home runs because i love seeing that and you have seen him i've seen him before games working with mccullough and charging the baseball the way he attacks the baseball to make throws he is such a sponge at the major league level and also said too during the during spring training what i say i said he went to sarah high school that is the same high school as barry bond's Same high school as the CEO of Trader Joe's, the same high school as Mr. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, he was taken in the sixth round. He was sort of an afterthought. James Altman taken in the seventh round, sort of an afterthought, sort of a late bloomer. Not saying he's going to be the greatest baseball player in history, like Tom Brady is in the conversation for football, but still he plays with that chip on his shoulder, and that's what you love about a guy like James Edward Altman. I think that's his middle name, right? Uh, Dodgers 10-10, but still... I want to get that Dodger 10 and 10 and still leads the NL in runs. Yeah, I mean, there's a team that has had some big run games. You saw even the games against the Diamondbacks had some big run games and they still were they still lost some of those games. So that was kind of the theme early on in the year. They had some offensive explosions, saw some 10-run games, you saw the Max Muncy multi-home run games, and that's kind of the theme with this team is they have the ability to explode, but you just want to see it a little more consistently on a night in and night out basis. Yeah. But this Dodger team, they lead. I mean, when it comes to runs, they're right up there at the top. I mean, right now the Dodgers, they are first in the national league with 105 runs. And that only trades trails, the Rays, the Rangers and the Red Sox for the big league for the big league lead. So yeah, this Dodger team, through 20 games 105 runs that's over five runs per game at 525 so that's more than last year but like i said it's going to balance out i mean it's going to balance out because they have had some games where where they just, they just exploded. I mean, that's just kind of what we've seen with this team. Unfortunately, there's some feast or famine. There's some boomer bust, but that just kind of comes with the territory. I mean, they had the 10-5 win against the Giants, the 9-1 win against the Giants. They had the 12. They, they scored eight runs in a loss to the Diamondbacks, a six runs in a loss to the Diamondbacks. That 13-run explosion against the Colorado Rockies at home. You guys remember that game where – the Dodgers just went crazy. Jason Hayward, he had the bomb that night. So, yeah, the Dodgers have had some big run games, and I expect that to hopefully balance out to where you're seeing a little more consistency each and every day. Because right now they're still looking up at the Arizona Diamondbacks at – 11-8. The D-backs 11-8 at the moment, so the Dodgers at 10-10, and a game and a half behind the Arizona Diamondbacks. but uh, yeah, Tatis made his way back today, too. Didn't really get a chance to check how he did, but we know the Padres, they're going to at some point make their run, but let's jump back into this comment section, guys. I know you guys are juice. I know you guys are excited. This delicious road win by your Dodgers. Austin Barnes is good. Definitely the oh, a good framer. That's from Mike Saldana. Yeah, Austin Barnes no question about it one of the best pitch framers in the game really an expert when it comes to trying to get that strike zone at the bottom of the zone but yeah he has definitely got off to a slow start this year Austin Barnes so far in the season he is still one for one for 14 on the year so not one for 14 I mean not seven days last seven days he's one for 14 so Yeah, on the season, Austin Barnes is one for 25. He's exactly one hit, a 40 batting average. So, yeah, that is definitely something that he's going to want to improve upon. But at the reality of the situation with Austin Barnes is they're not expecting him to be some offensive powerhouse. But Will Smith, get well and be back. That's from Joseph Nunez over on Facebook. We got Justin 2000. Hot take, trade for Otani. That's a hot take. Fire uh, if You guys saw this, but... Jeff Passon, he was on the show Get Up, and he said that if the Angels are out of contention, that he believes they will trade Otani. The Angels, they're in a tough division. The AL West, we know that they're hovering right around 500. We also know they have one of the, let's just, for lack of a better word, say... They're, they have one of the most inept ownership groups in sports. And I could see the pride of Arya Moreno not wanting to trade Shohei Otani, especially to the real Los Angeles team, and have Showtime back in L.A., in the Los Angeles Dodgers. But also John Heyman, he said that the Angels are unlikely to trade him, but they also believe that they have to win for him to stay and for them to have a realistic shot of re signing him. So we'll see. I mean I would for a player like for a player like Shohei Otani if it comes with a handshake agreement to extend Otani, I think absolutely you could part ways with some of the top prospects in this organization, because this is a once-in-a-sport type player. So I've said that before, and I'll say that again. But let's jump back in the comments. We'll focus on this game. And here we go. Can we trade for Oswald Peraza, please? That's from Michael Carrillo. I mean, I think that – do you really want to take on that project, especially when you have Gavin Lux coming back next season? doesn't make too much sense, but – we got Mike Seldana, Mad Bum on uh, the Dodgers would be crazy, lol. Uh, would you guys want to see Madison Bumgarner? Of course. Like I said, we're gonna break down this game, but this is your show. I'm just hosting it. And whatever questions you guys have or want to ask, I'm definitely willing to respond to them. And when it comes to Madison Bumgarner, I mean. It trade him for I mean I think he's worth very little at this point I mean, you get him at a league minimum contract they're still on the hook they still owe him about 10 million dollars in deferred money basically 34 million dollars on top of that so they're a team that uh, the Madison Bunga I can I see the Mets almost signing him with the Verlander injury Carrasco Hasn't pitched. You got Justin Verlander, who hasn't pitched. I mean, the Scherzer suspension. I think maybe there's a chance for that. But the thing about Madison Bumgarner is you're not seeing – Madison Bumgarner of 2014, the golden pitch Madison Bumgarner that just carried that Giants team to world series wins. He is not there. The chase is down. The spin is down. He has an 11.1 strikeout rate, a 16.7 walk rate. I mean, his ERA at 1026, his fastball velocity is averaging 89.6 miles per hour. So for me, it's a hard pass on Madison Bumgarner on the fact that yes, the Dodgers, they can max guys out. They can find a way to optimize guys. They'll send them to Dr. Mark Pryor's Pitching Lab. They'll run the tests. He'll be there with his clipboard and his white coat, and they'll be running tests and finding different ways to attack hitters and probably throw that sweeping slider onto them. But what they can't do is you rarely see them – just resurrect a career of a guy that was past his prime. Usually they'll revitalize guys career or they'll discover guys like Evan Phillips is a discovery. Yancy Almonte last year. No one thought it was going to be Yancy Almonte Alex Vessia. I mean, Bruce Dar Gratterall fell into their lap in the Mookie Betts train and they turned him into a dude, but Tyler Anderson was a guy that it's not like he had some big time run as a starting pitcher. He was a solid guy, and they took him to the next level. So you rarely see them take guys like Madison Bumgarner, who were peak performers, and have them have success. I mean, just look at the Cole Hamels experience experiment. Nothing happened there, and they weren't able to even get him on the mound. So look, I think if we're being completely honest, I think this organization is as good as it gets, and they're right at the top of when it comes to scouting guys and identifying pitchers. And a lot of times they're pitchers that have high spin rate. They have a quality about them that they know that they can work with. It would be high spin rate. They throw a nasty slider. You have high velocity with spin rate. And they know that they can work with that. They can take that mold and turn it into something. But when there's just nothing there, and I think Madison Bumgarner, he is all the way washed. And at that point, I'd rather just have one of the young guys come up and go with the Gavin Stone, go with some of these other guys and put them on this team because look i have a jersey swap of madison Bumgarner that i'm going to use for a video and it's kind of nightmare fuel the thought of him in dodger blue i'm not so sure about that i mean it's like barry bonds on the dodgers that's like the joker joined the justice league it's just not going to happen you can't get the out men from raider hank that's a fire take you noah cameras my man noah cameras man you want to know all about the dodgers i know a guy go follow him at noah cameras the best stats in the game best insight on your boys in blue one of the talented one of the talented riders here at dodgers nation ray brios dodgers by far the best team in the division yeah, I mean, I think that is something that this division, that's not saying very much because this division has been, it's kind of been a mid-off so far. Not a lot of great teams, not a lot of teams running away with it. Teams trying to find themselves. The Dimebacks, they're trying to find out if these young guys can contribute and sustain. And I think this Dimebacks team letting go of Madison Bumgarner and valuing a roster spot over saving money, that tells you the direction that that organization is heading in. And I think if you're this Padres team, you get Tatis back. We know the talent. The explosive pieces they have up and down that lineup. We'll still see if a division title can come to fruition because they haven't won the division for quite some time, 2006. So it's been a while. But Dodgers need to string together some wins. Let's go, Dodgers. That's from Tina Guzman. Yeah, what's up, D-Mac? It's Joe from L.A. Tony Gonsolin looking good in his AAA start. Hope to see him back soon, later. Yeah, I think that was definitely something... That was extremely, extremely promising for this Dodgers team to see Tony Gonson go out there and pitch well. And yeah, gave up the home run. But other than that, he ended up going three innings, allowed one hit, two earned runs, seven punch outs, had two walks, 57 pitches, 35 for strikes. And yeah, he threw 93. 13 swings and misses. So, yeah, I think Tony gonsolin if you look at those highlights, he looked really, really good today. And that's definitely going to be something that they need because with Michael Grove, the fact that Michael Grove, the, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, Michael Grove has missed some time. I mean, we know that there's really no hope in sight when it comes to, when it comes to, uh, Ryan Pepio, he's going to miss significant time, and he's doing with that oblique. He hasn't picked up a baseball yet, so we'll see about that. And then we got uh, here we go. Geez, the Bay Area has all the call, has all the all the Cali all-time greats. That's from Ray Barrios. Yeah, yeah. I remember I asked uh, when I asked uh, James Albin, I said, "Who is the most famous person in your contacts?" I was expecting some of those famous guys. I was expecting him to say Tom Brady or Barry Bonds but he ends up saying that just name one of the Dodgers. So that's going to change because I'm telling you, James Alman looks like he'd be a movie star. Tatis hitless tonight. That's from BC over on YouTube. Bullpen look great. We got bring up Bush. That's from Ellie Shiva Jones. I mean, look, the thing about Michael Bush, he has been raking. There is no doubt about that. He's a guy that for 29 other teams in this league, he would have already made his start long a long, long time ago. But the reality is he's on this Dodgers team and they just don't have a role for him. And they're going with the player in Miguel Vargas that's younger. They have more invested in and they just to be frank, they believe in him more long term than they do a Michael Bush. So I mean that's just the reality but I think I would love to see Michael but he, he deserves an opportunity there's no question about it he deserves an opportunity because he's trapped down there he is trapped down there and he has nothing else to prove if you look at his numbers I mean it's insane I mean it's insane I mean a 146 wrc plus uh, he's got a I mean a on base percentage of 476 he's hitting 346 so he's a guy that has definitely looked apart down there, and he's been raking as of late. You're seeing the walk rate sky high. He's a guy that I mean, you're see, you'll see him work counts. I mean, taking three, four pitches before he really gets going. And that's why I love about him is he's a mature hitter. He's a guy that whenever he gets his opportunity, I expect him to make the most out of it. But the right decision right now for this Dodgers team is just still go with Miguel Vargas. Miguel Vargas, he is the future. He's also the present. But he's a guy that you need to live through these growing pains. Like if there was. A situation where Miguel Vargas said, I'm not healthy, then I say, yeah, sure, then you go ahead and do it, but Vargas, he's out there, he's posting defensively, he's growing before eyes and tonight, he played a pivotal role in this game, I mean, you saw he had a double earlier in the game you saw he had the second hit of the ninth inning that led to James Outman's walk. I mean, James Outman's grand slam that really blew things wide open. I mean, he has been definitely trending in the right direction. I mean, just look at, look at the key wins this year. The two biggest wins, the two memorable wins for the Dodgers this season are tonight and their first walk-off win. What happened that first walk-off win? Well, you got a hit from James Alman. and then you also got a double from Miguel Vargas. And Miguel Vargas also was able to score from second on that Peralta single. So, yeah, I definitely feel... I'm definitely confident. I'm not going to sell my Miguel Vargas stock. I believe in him, like Mr. Miyagi believes in Danny Larusso. But here we go. We got uh, Landon Knack of, of Nick Nestrini call up Michael Creole. Look, I'm actually doing a video tomorrow with Mr. Casey Porter. I believe uh, we're going to talk to him. So, look, I mean, right now you got to you got to figure I me. Mean, I haven't got the latest on. Michael Grove, I mean, he still was able to pitch. We'll talk about his outing tonight. Why don't we do that next? Because Grove, he ends up going three innings, allowed two earned runs, had two walks. He allowed the home run to Cody Bellinger through 67 pitches, 45 for strikes. Also had the hit by a pitch. Just two swinging strikes tonight on 67 pitches for Michael Grove. In his last start against the Cubs, you saw he had that slider working for him. He had that tight break to it. It's good against righties. He had changed the shape of it in the offseason, but he didn't have that same success, and he ends up injuring that knee there, I mean, that, uh, that groin on that – he ends up in injuring that groin when he gave that double to Mancini. So not a bad pitch, a slider on the inside corner, but that was it for Grove. Looked like he might have hyperextended his leg at one point, but still goes as a as a groin injury. And, yeah, he's just going to get you by. I mean, he's not a guy that is going to project as a top three starter in your rotation. He's just really a duct tape guy. I mean, he's, a, he's a, some WD-40. I mean, you're just kind of looking for a quick fix there. But uh, good thing I bought my Alman rookie auto card for $40 a few weeks ago, Flip TCG. Well, hey, how about the fact me and Mr. Noah Cameras, who we have a joint fantasy baseball team. By the way, for my fantasy baseball team this year, I wanted to get Noah Cinder guard so I could go as Cinder Guardians of the Galaxy. Or I wanted Ronald Acuna so I could do Acuna Matata. I didn't get any of those players. But anyways... Well, I think we are the big dumpers that's our that's our uh, our name we took James Alman in the last round so that is going to be great uh, James Alman at leadoff I love that's from David Sabatini Gratterall has been on his a game that's from Rocío Rocío Huerta yeah uh, he has really turned things around and we've been discussing that at length during this show is that Rusdar Gratterall, you're seeing him get more confidence out there. You're seeing him get more swing and miss. I mean, I look at that at bat to Mancini. He punches him out on three pitches and the third pitch, a strike looking on that slider. So I think when you look at his movement, when you consider the command he has on his two-seam fastball and that it does induce that soft contact, that even if he doesn't get the swing and miss, you can see him getting sliders called for strike three. So that was definitely promising. And then Horner I mean, you're talking about a sinker on the inner half. They have no chance. I mean, it was a, it was a great at bat, and then he gets and no, he gets uh he gets he gets Barnhart looking on the slider on the inner half and then Mancini he gets with a swinging slider to chase low and away. So, yeah, I mean, that was just a great a great appearance there by Dar, Gratterall. And, yeah, he continues to impress. He continues to impress a scoreless appearance on seven pitches. And, yeah, he is – I mean, last four games for Bruzdar, four and a third innings, no earned runs, eight punch-outs, no walks, On one hit. So, yeah, he's absolutely figured some things out. And the key for him is just having that secondary pitch, having that slider, having that cutter, having a pitch that goes that direction. And that keeps hitters off balance. And when he does that and is working multiple I want to see him kind of bring that four seam fastball up into the zone and continue to work the eye levels. And I think Bruce Dar is a guy that, yeah, he's gaining confidence. He's absolutely training in the right direction. Praying for Will Smith. That's from Iris K. We got Roger Kennard What up, Roger? Always rocking with us. You're gonna get one of these comment of the day. By the way, I'm still looking for that comment of the day. Let's go. I'm gonna take a deep dive for this comment of the day. Then we're gonna talk about some of these other bullpen pieces, what they did tonight, Mookie Betts. We're gonna talk about this offense but here we go roger canard this team needs hall of famer zach wheat in left field yes you play for the brooklyn dodgers from 1909 to 1926 let's go dodgers 2023 roger the los angeles dodger yeah i mean yeah, I mean, what more can you say about that? I mean, what, can, what more can you say about Zach Wheat? I mean, Zach Wheat is a Dodgers legend. Some Dodger fans might not know him, but, yeah, he's right up there at the top with a, a lot of a lot of records for this team. So, yeah, I mean, he's six all-time with 60, around 60 war, I believe. So, yeah, Zach Wheat, man. Uh, we got the 209. What are you thinking about Outman being our leadoff hitter? Jose Marquez. Yeah, we kind of talked about it. I mean, whatever the reality with this franchise is, is whatever Mookie wants, he gets. If Mookie still wants a bat leadoff, he's going to bat leadoff. He's if he sees it as an opportunity to help this team, then maybe he agrees to move down. But you have to remember too, Will Smith. We don't know where we're going to get Will Smith back, so maybe you have him batting leadoff James Altman until Will Smith gets back, and then when Will Smith returns, you put him back in that three hole and you reassess the the situation. You evaluate how guys are performing. But if you do really trust in James, if you really, to me, what it comes down to is, do you trust the bottom of that lineup? If you if you trust the guys five through nine in this order that perform well tonight if you can count on them to get consistent base hits and play their role then maybe you consider it but remember if you lose James Altman from the bottom of the lineup you're going to lose him You're going to use him at the top, but you're going to lose him towards the bottom of the lineup where he was batting. But still, I like the idea. I'm not against the idea. I mean, the strikeout numbers are still the strikeout numbers for James Altman. I mean, of course, he was outstanding tonight. There's no question about that. Really, the hero. I mean, he accounts for five of the six runs the Dodgers scored tonight. But let's also remember, he had that outfield assist and that was his fourth one of the season there and yeah I mean he was just fantastic so yeah I mean he accounts for five and he takes away a run so yeah you really feel great about James Allen but on the same token the strikeout numbers are there he had one strikeout tonight, but he goes two for five, five RBIs, two home runs, he increased that batting average to 290, Is on bases at 397 so yeah I think it's an interesting idea in the fact that we're even having this conversation and we are on april 20th by the way his home run went 420 feet too so it was a situation where it was anything you can do i can do better with james Altman. so yeah i think the fact that we're having this conversation it shows you how much success he's had early on not only offensively but defensively as well and heading into this game The strikeout, the strikeout numbers still not terrible. I mean, not terrible, but I mean they're starting to creep up a little bit. I mean, you're starting to see a strikeout rate of around thirty percent. You want to lower that number, especially for a leadoff hitter. So you want to cut down on that number. But hey, look, the reality is you want them in this lineup contributing any way possible. But uh, here we go back in the comments section. James, that's out, man. This Mad Bum talk is blowing my mind. From Iris K, we got Fire Roberts and signed Ted Lasso. Here's our comment of the night presented by Ornitos, Jkid323. By the way, maybe more than one comment of the night, but I'm a big Ted Lasso fan. Roger Kennard, no, no, no on signing Bumgarner. Let's go Dodgers 2023. Roger, the Los Angeles Dodger. Jose Marquez, what do you think of Outman leadership? I think we already talked about that. Let's go Dodgers from Justin2000. DKM, Dmac is a dog. Mookie is a dog, and Outman is a dog. Y'all are all dogs of the night. Could I get a comment of the night for that? You get the Dodger dog of the Dodger night. Dodger dog of the game. You win. Brown nose will get you everywhere. Uh, Eric B. You, Dmac, you look happy. You look like Happy Gilmore's caddy. Wow, I've never gotten that one yet, but uh, I, I appreciate it. But yeah, let's get back into this game. We got. Um, Mr. Seabad Dodgers have enough pitching prospects in the farm system. They don't need bum. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. We got mad bum is definitely washed. That's from the fairy godmother here of the Dodgers Nation post-game show, Diane Schroeder. Dodger, Diane Schroeder. What's up, Diane? You got a comment tonight <laughs> for that. Uh, Yo, watched wait. it, loved it. We got how did the Gallo How did the Light Gallo Outman lie? Yeah, out, I'm not really sure what that made what that said, but uh, you cannot catch Tarzan. You can get him out, man. That's from DKM. BC Altman was good enough last year to get into the lineup over Cody BC. Well, who was saying that oh, last year? mean yeah, I was win. saying that. Go back and look at the tapes. Altman, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I actually predicted that Altman would finish in the top three of the Rookie of the Year. Well, it looks like, yeah, he could make a run at it, but uh, it's going to be it's a long year. It's a long season, and what I'm looking for first is when does Altman go through that first slump? You're not going to go wire to wire and be a hitter that's going to have success year round you are going to have some cold spells and how is he going to deal with failure on this level that to me is one of the big signs of growth for big league hitters and young players trying to establish themselves in this league and i think he absolutely has the ability to work his way out of slumps but you are going to see pitchers adjust to him you are going to see them try to game plan and find his weak spots i mean you've seen him chase at some pitches low and away similar to we saw with cody bellinger at times and we know that big league pitching is the hardest thing to do in sports I, mean, I don't know maybe stepping into the ring with prime mike tyson or something like that was hard but to me hitting a 100 mile per hour fastball it doesn't get any more difficult than that but uh yeah let's go back into this game i'm going to talk about yes yeah, so the other opportunities we talked about the outman home run let's talk about the Yeah, the top of the third And we've got to talk about this one. Yeah, actually, let's talk of the second. So, out the top of the second, Muncie hit that solo shot. Then Vargas, he struck out. Then Thompson struck out swinging slider way for the first out. Peralta drew a walk. Then Vargas struck out swinging on a slider way for the second out. Then 3-2 pitch, Williams, Luke Williams, he reached on an infield single for the first hit of his Dodgers career. He advanced to third. Williams stole second with runners on second and third. Two outs and Barnes at the plate. 3-2 count. He flies to right for the third out. So the Dodgers get one run on two hits. The Muncie bomb gave the Dodgers an early one nothing lead. Then top of the third. 1-2 pitch to James Alman. He homers to right center. 420 feet on 420. James hit that one out. Man. What an ass at bat, too. A great at bat, too. This will get overlooked because of the heroics in the ninth inning, but he fouled off a cutter inside, looked at a cutter, center cut for strike two, then takes a fastball up for ball one, fouls off a cutter inside, and then on the fifth pitch of the at bat, he crushes a cutter that was a little up for a home run. So that puts the Dodgers up two to one. And then after that, Freeman flies to left for the first out, Martinez grounds to second for the second out, Muncie draws a walk, and then Thompson flies to left for a Three out. So yeah, if we're gonna kind of. What I always say you when you just want to spot the pimple on a model tonight. Spot the pimple on a model. Take is really Trace Thompson, his inability to come through in big situations. Nando three ninety says fire my wife. That's fire. fire <laughs> Dodgers get another leadoff home run though, and then top of the fourth inning, Peralta. We talked about this. He got thrown out at second trying to stretch that double, but. There's another thing, too, that inning, they had an opportunity because Peralta, a little aggressive, a little greedy on that play. He tries to get to second. They throw him out, I and mean, the ball kind of went off Horner's glove there and goes into the outfield but uh, that slide looking like a dangerous slide and with the injury bug sticking its teeth into this team you didn't want to see that but after that Vargas he hits a one-out double to center first pitch four seam fastball middle middle so I want to see Miguel Vargas who has proven that he can get on base he's proven that he can draw walks I like him as an aggressive hitter I like him attacking the first pitch and I think that is an adjustment that you're seeing out there him being more aggressive earlier in at bats we got we got uh, Ellis Shiva Jones, Bush, greater than sign Vargas. Yeah, we don't always have to agree. And look, who knows? The reality of Michael Bush is we don't know. He could come up and rake. He'd come up and be an elite hitter. We don't know. He'd come up and be Ted Williams for all we know, the all-time leader on base percentage. But still he's unproven at the moment, I think, too. You just kind of look long-term. And look, with this Dodgers organization, they pick their guys, and they have decided that Vargas is going to be that guy. But uh, here we go. We got... Bush is better than Vargas. We got Vargas, shortstop Bush at third from Pizza McGee. So you guys got some different iterations. We got uh, – let's put, let's put Jerry Harrison Jr. in left field. That's from Brady Horton. That's a, that's a comment of the night. That's my man. That's my man, Jerry Harrison Jr., man. I like Jay Hare. I like his basketball takes, too. He's a big Jordan guy. I'm a big Jordan guy myself. So, yeah, Jay Hare. I don't, know, I don't know about him in left field. I don't know about him in left field for sure. But, uh, hey, he was pretty good. Remember in 2012, he was pretty good in that during that season. After that, his production pretty much fell off a cliff in his last year in the bigs. But that 2012 season, he was a fun guy to watch. He was a fun guy to watch. Uh, we got uh, – I think Bush will be a spark for this team. That's from DJ Jesse. Look, the way things are going this year – with injuries, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of these guys get opportunities. But Vargas should be in Triple A. Bring Bush up. We got you are Will Smith. That's from swelling sausage. Bush can play third. Miggy can play second. Look, I mean, you're in a situation there though where Max Muncie is honestly playing like an MVP candidate at this point. J.D. Martinez, he just had a two-home run game. He's a guy that has looked a lot better at the plate of late, and we know J.D. Martinez on a one-year, ten-million-dollar deal. He is going to get the lion's share of the reps at the DH spot. So that's not going to change, but yeah, that fourth inning Vargas gets the double. Williams strikes out swing on a slider way. Barnes flies to center. So yeah, they didn't capitalize there. And then yeah, the, really the other story is, I mean, you look at the eighth inning where he broke that one down. You look at the seventh inning, nothing really much happening there. Uh, The Dodgers had really gone through a major cold spell, and they didn't record a hit since James lead leadoff home run. Mookie bets. he comes off that, uh, he comes off the bench, or since that double from from Miguel Vargas there in the fourth. That was a really cold stretch for this Dodgers team. Mookie comes off the bench. He's able to get that single, and. stadium Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. Then really nothing much after that. 2-1 count. Austin Barnes, he grounded into a inning-ending double play. So, yeah, D-Mac is still in concussion protocols from Brady Horton. We got David. Look, love Mookie at shortstop. It will give him new motivation. Now, let's talk about Mookie at shortstop, and let's take a look at... One of the new features this year, guys, is we're going highlight mode. Let's take a look at Mookie at shortstop, and then we will head out of here. But check out Mookie playing shortstop. And it had a big impact on the game. You know how baseball has a weird way of finding you? It has a weird way of finding you, and that was no different in this one. Mookie, of course, he comes in there for... Mookie, he, he of course comes in there for Luke Williams, and uh, yeah, he makes a big play. He makes a big play on the double play there, and it really did change the game. It gave this offense some momentum, and it really was, uh, it was, I mean, the first first time he comes in, Yancey Almonte was on the mound, and it was a 1-2-3 inning for Almonte. Gets happed to fly to left, Swanson fly to right, then Horner grounded to third, and that was that and then if you look at the bottom of the eighth inning this was where Yancy he starts it and he walks Suzuki so yeah he's improving but still that bad for Suzuki he draws a four pitch walk he's just not locating that sweep right now That really is a challenge for Yancy Almonte and Caleb Ferguson he comes in and then he he hits belly <laughs> poor belly gets hit twice in tonight's game and That puts runners on first and second. And then wisdom, he grounded to that double play, and it was just a fantastic a six three double play there. Mookie with a little jump, a little mini Jeter S jump there, gets to the ball, fields it cleanly, makes the throw, and then he following that he gets uh, fair Ferguson gets magical to line out to end the inning. So that play was big. That play was massive because you look at the part of the game; it's a two two tie at that point. I mean, if they get a big inning late, it's tough to come back on though. So gave this Dodgers offense momentum and that took them right to the top of the ninth where James Albin gets the grand salami. So big play by Mookie Betts. I think that, like I said earlier in the show, it's something that's an intriguing possibility because not a lot of shortstop options out there. That's number one. This team has dealt with injuries. Can you rely on a Miguel Rojas who at the very best, you're talking about a sub 100 weighted runs created plus uh sub he's not going to be a league average bat i'm just telling you that's not in the cards for him yanni hernandez they bring him up already banged up luke williams it's not going to be a consistent big league shortstop even though he raked at the minor league level yeah i mean look you're talking about luke williams a guy that was on fire and he's had minimal opportunities at this stage but still he had 1151 ops to expect him to come in and rake so look hitting at the minor league level versus hitting being in the show is very different. You can't expect guys to replicate the success down there immediately, but I think one name, too, we have to mention before we head out of here. I think Phil Bigford did a really, really nice job today. I mean, he comes in unexpectedly early, and he comes in bottom of the fourth, and he strikes out Barnhart on three pitches, slider away for the first out, and then 2-2 pitch with runners on second and third. Horner single to right. Hosmer scored. Mancini was on his way home, but he was gunned down by James Outman. single to right from Horner, ends up at second with the throw. So fastball up in the zone, and Outman, like I said, makes a great throw there in the fourth the outfield assists, and then Bigford walks Swanson on five pitches and then with runners on first and second with two outs he gets them to ground to second to end the inning so Cubs get a run they leave two it was two two so he did a nice job he wasn't ready wasn't the perfect inning but I grade him a B plus on the night because he comes out bottom of the fifth one two three inning gets Suzuki to ground to third belly flies to left and wisdom lines to third and then I think one of the big stories tonight bottom of the sixth Justin Brewer was filthy Justin Brewer could could be that left hander this year that the Dodgers need. With Alex Vesia not looking like the Vesia of last year. I still believe in Vesia. I just think he needs a stint down at triple A and he can come back and really start having the success. But I mean Brule, he was filthy. I mean, Madrigal was pinch hitting for Hosmer. He gets him to ground a third for the first out. Then he strikes out Mancini with a nasty slider away for the second out. And he strikes out Barnhart with a slider away. So he was nasty. The slider was working for him. And bottom of the seventh, the one-two-three inning for Yancey. So, yeah, this Dodger team, there it is. You got the full breakdown of the game, and we'll go right to the comments to end the show tonight, guys. Give me all your hot takes, anything you want to say to end the show. But, yeah, final thoughts on this one are – To me, this is the win of the year. If you look at the bullpen, the way they stepped up, one hit in six innings, no earned runs, five strikeouts. James Outman, the outfield assist there in the fourth to prevent Mancini from scoring the two home runs, including the grand slam, the Jason Hayward 10-pitch at bat, the Mookie Betts double play there in the eighth inning. I think this was a gutsy, gritty win by this Dodgers team. But here's go to the comments, and then we will let you guys enjoy the rest of your Thursday night. New season high, 318 people. All right, BC, what up? Uh, you should enable memberships, DMAC. I'll look into that. Nando, 390. Mookie will ask to be the third base coach. That's from Nando. Mr. Seabag, groin injuries are so overrated until you have one, then you're in pain. Yeah, no, for sure. P- Craig Osberg, Hunter Fiducci on the 40-man roster. Yeah, I mean, he's been really raking too. It's a little early for that, though. We got Carnivorous Lunar Activity, DMAC high on Dodger Dogs. Uh, he's he looking to be here. Hey, man, you're tripping. Don't celebrate. I don't know what you're talking about. Mr. Seabed, D-Max White. Okay, whatever. Uh, Yup, too bad, obvious to ignore. Michael Aldama. What if we went with Outman, Mookie, Freeman, who played awesome there last year, and then Smith with the cleanup spot? Yeah, I mean, Will Smith had a lot of success last year in the cleanup spot. If you look at, I think you really can, I mean, you're missing, but you're not including Max Muncie and J.D. Martinez. And for this team to really have consistent sustained success, Muncy has to be the biggest bopper. To me, he has to be the thunder in the middle of that lineup. And I think J.D. Martinez, he has to be the extra base specialist. I mean, he's right at the top of the league when it comes to extra base hits. He really broke out a few games ago with that two home run night. But, yeah, Freddie Freeman as a run producer, lower in the lineup. I mean, like the two hole really is kind of the new three hole as far as You're getting guys the most at bats there. You're getting some of your best players in that two hole. But last season, last season, Freddie Freeman, if you look at the difference last year, Freddie Freeman batting third, he bat third in 76 games, 335 plate appearances. He had a 980 OPS. He had 355. You compare that to batting second, 83 games, 373 plate appearances, he had an eight sixty-three OPS and hit two ninety-nine. So we actually had more success batting there in that third spot. Twenty-two doubles batting third, twenty-five batting second, eleven home runs batting third, ten home runs batting second. So it's not a major difference, but yeah, I mean, that comes to that's what I wanted to see. That's what I've been saying. I mean, I've been saying that I want to move Mookie down, move Freddie down, like we saw with Trey Turner and I think a, a run, produce, a, a leadoff hitter that is kind of a little more dynamic base runner is kind of what's in store. And if this team wants to make a move for a shortstop like a Tim Anderson, I think that's the ideal spot. But uh, uh, d Max white hat is merchandise gold. You guys like these hats? I mean, I could mass produce them. A shout out to my friends over at HatLaunch.com. So, um, Michael Amita, that's not very Ted like d Max. You have to believe. <laughs> <laughs> that's a comment of the night presented by Hornitos. Yo, Michael win. Almeida. We got. Uh, don't worry, D-Mac. When Altman goes through a slump, the whole chat will want him to motor or blown up or something. That's a. That's another comment of the night presented Yo, by win. Hornitos Premium Tequila, the best tequila in the game. Yeah, I don't want to see James Droughtman, but if it does happen, you never know. By the way, we got Reggie in the chat. In the chat, shout out to my man Reggie. Always rocking with us. Hey Dodgers Nation, Day One. Thanks for rocking with us, Mr. Reggie. We got DKM. Hey D. DK, hey D-Mac. If there is no starter to step up and do the job, let's go back in time and get Henry Rowan Gardner. Yeah, Henry Rowan Gardner, I mean, broke his arm, the rookie of the year. <laughs> it would be great to see Henry, man. I still laugh at when I see the throw from the bleachers all the way into the, into the game. I mean, that, show was, that movie was just comedy. But Outman uh, has a nice short swing. That's from Swelling Sausage. D-Mac missed a whole flame of a city. There you go. Fire cake. Love to hear that. Rochester, New York, loves Doug McCain, the wordsmith. Hey, well, thanks, Rod. Thanks, David. I really appreciate that. I really, really, appreciate all you guys. Always join the show. Give me your takes, because like I said, I mean, I need a place where we could be honest with each other. It's not an echo chamber. It's not a sunshine pumper show where sometimes we have to be brutally honest. But I think tonight is a feel-good night for this show, and I think probably one of the one of the feel-good nights of the year for this show because it's been a frustrating start of the season. I know you guys are living and dying with your Los Angeles Dodgers, but a lot of these losses kind of make you want to pull your head out at times. But we got what up, D-Mac? What up, Max Coon? Altman is going to be the rookie of the year, bro. That's for Max Kuhn. I, I predicted he would finish in the top three. And uh, I kind of wish I had picked him to win rookie of the year. But uh, the Dodgers uh, fire uh, Dave Roberts. think Peralta was actually safe at second. That's from Dolph, man. Uh, I got to go back and look at it. It was kind of bang, bang. I think they did get him, though. They did get him. But, uh, yeah. Uh, hot take. This is from conservative Zach. Hot take. Outman is going to have about 30 home runs. Muncy will get 40 home runs. So I projected Outman at 26 home runs. And I had Muncy hitting 37, I believe. But I would love to see that a 30 home run year. I mean, look at Cody Bellinger. I mean, his rookie season, he had 39 home runs. So. Yeah, I would love to see it. I think he's so locked in. Two, one, three, representing. What up, Max Coon? Yeah, yay! yay. <laughs> Sound like a <laughs> Ice Cube there. The Don Mega. Uh, I hate the pitch clock. It's from Carnivorous Lunar Activity. I don't want to de- dive too much into that one. Uh, imagine DMAC on a pitch clock. It wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, I need one for the show or my interviews. I'm always going way over. But uh, bring up Bush League. I like that nickname, Craig Osterberg. That's a fire comment. Fire uh, nice to see a clutch hit, Kevin Uhas. I told a coworker Altman is going to hit thirty-six home runs to lead our team this year just before opening day. Diet yeah, I mean, hey, a lot of people believed in James Altman, especially you guys on this show, and you love to see that. Good outing by Gratterall. Yeah, we talked about Gratterall. He was great. At all. The bazooka was getting the job done tonight. James Goatman from IB Stroken. IB Stroken, that's a that's a that's a comment tonight presented by our friends over at Hornitos, but yeah, James Goatman. Yeah, man. He's outman is outstanding. I mean, he's a guy that he is here and he's here to stay, but uh, a boomer assassin. This is going to get you a bruh. It's going to get you a bruh. Everybody loves a bit. Everybody loves the big bush. Okay. Bruh. <laughs> this is a family show. Um, We got Mookie's Rocket quarterback arm. That's from Ray Barrios. Yeah, I mean, he has the arm for it. To me, it's just about just the feel for the position, the range. I mean, we got to see his glove side range, how he deals with backhands. And, yeah, I mean, look, I have a video of him working at Shoresoft for like 45 minutes last Saturday. So you could definitely see us on the horizon. Uh, Dmac with the live playback Dodgers nation coming up. What do I be stroking? But yep, guys, that's going to do. I, you know, I can stay in chat and talk Dodger baseball all night long, but we'll get a couple more here. Anything fire, bring it. Um, Brule here for a Brule breakout from JD fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Fire, JD. Uh, Dave Roberts. Good job tonight. Yeah. I thought Dave did a nice job tonight. I mean, you pull Yancy when he did Caleb Ferguson, goes in there gets the job done i think going to bigford early when he did and michael grove clearly just physically wasn't able to gut this one out and yeah if i had told you at the beginning of today that you're just gonna get three there from michael grove and taxes bullpen you're not gonna really feel good about that but uh go get to watch the game while i work awesome don kim where do you work don kim wrigley sucks for mr c that's a fire take fire take Lineba- hashtag linebackers do it best. That's from Boomer Assassin. Yeah, but uh, thanks, guys, for rocking with us, as always, on the Dodgers Nation Post Game Show. t thank you, man. Outman uh, or Vargas for Rookie of the Year? It is too early, but who's your favorite in the long run? That's from Victor Banyos. I mean, look, I think Outman is a guy, if you look at his age, 25 years old, or Vargas is a guy who he's 23. I think the floor on Miguel Vargas is a little higher just because, the strikeout rate is the only thing that concerns you with James Alvin. But I think the peak is higher for James Alvin. I think for James Alvin, I mean, this guy, I mean, the sky is a limit at this point. And there was a lot of doubters out there. The question was, can he consistently hit big league pitching? Will his power that he possessed when he raked down at the minor league level, would that translate to the big league level? And so far it has. It has his defense translated. So far it has. So, yeah, to me, I think James Alvin might have some better peak years but I think Vargas is probably going to have a longer career and possibly a more consistent career because look you see guys with James Alman for a lot of power sometimes later in their career they struggle to get their bat on the ball but I'm still a big believer in both of them to answer your question what up Dodger fan we got oh five bucks from my man Necron 99 Trace needs to be starting in right Uh, I mean look I think what Trace needs to do is he needs to worry about what he can do offensively and try to pick things up and yeah he'll find a spot in the outfield. Uh, everybody feels good on 420. Good night, d Good night, guys. We got. Uh, <laughs> I got that last fire take. Gratterall was great. Yeah, I give the whole bullpen tonight as a whole an A plus by Andre Jacks from BC. Tatis Jr. went 0 for 5, two strikeouts. Welcome back, Joe Bennett. Hey, Mr. Ringworm, Fernando Tatcheats It's gonna take him some time. Bigford bicked it up. That's from Andrew Phillips. That's a fire take. Oh, look I missed Alman's grand slam. No, Trace Hayward. How could you miss Alman's grand slam? Was one of the moments of the year so far, uh, but uh, hey, go ahead, rewatch the game, pretend like it never happened. You can do like the Men in Black little zapper and just erase it from your memory, and you can experience it like you would never, like it was in real time. But uh, hi, Diane Carnivorous. But uh, Betts look good playing shortstop. Yeah, we discussed that. He definitely made a nice play, a game-changing play there late in the game. <laughs> Mr. Sebad, I'm not gonna read that, but uh, it did make me laugh. But thanks again, guys, for rocking with us here. After the Dodgers get the big win, James Altman's grand salami there late in the ninth inning puts the Dodgers on top, six to two. The bullpen was fantastic. Mookie Betts made a great play at shortstop, and your boys in blue get the win. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow us on follow me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore LA. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out.